Hello and welcome back to Robots Don't Age. I am your host, Ho- yeah. I am your host Cody, and with me here today is Keani. How you doing, Keani? Hello. Doing pretty fucking well today. A little sleepy, but that's just because of the rain. Oh, that sounds kind of relaxing. All right, so I've got a few things and notes of movies that I've been watching lately. But before we get into that, uh, what have you been up to? Okay. Um, working on the website per usual, I've actually recently, um, I was in, well, before we started this, I was working on, uh, I created like a gallery page and then like a link. So you could see like the full size images and kind of like an explanation of like each, each picture on, or each picture, each piece on the site, as far as like my original paintings. And I'm also in the process of creating like a, um, like a custom work form like basically if you want a custom piece you like let me know what you're looking for whether it's going to be personal or commercial or whether you want digital or original painting and you know like the duration of use and whatnot so that I can give you like a custom quote so I'm working on that quote page as we speak um and do you want me to go into tv shows or do you want to do tv shows do you want to do no no you, you can uh you can go ahead and do your TV shows. Mine's going to be a minute, and I've got some notes on everything that I've watched, so. You say what? Uh, You go ahead. I've got notes on everything that I've already watched, and that oh. might take a minute. Okay, so I've been watching this TV show called Dead to Me, which is like, um, it's a show, this woman's husband was, died in a hit and run, like he got hit by a car, and then they like took off and left him there. And so she's like dealing with that. And so she starts going to like grief counseling and she meets this very like offbeat weird lady. Who's also very fucking sweet. Um, and not to like, there's going to be some spoiler alerts in this, but like come to find out this woman is actually the woman who hit and killed her husband. And she like befriends this lady and ends up like living in her house. And it ends up being this like insane, all these insane twists and turns that you would just never fucking expect. And it's it's actually really fucking good. Would you qualify it as a, like a comedy or uh, what, what kind of show is this? Like it's, it's funny. Fucking dark opening right there. It's fucking it's dark, but it's funny. Like I, I'm not even sure. Like I, I'm not even sure what you would qualify it as. Like I said, it's funny. Um, there's also dark parts to it. It's also like you kind of intense, like has you on the edge of your seat. Like what the fuck's going to happen next? Like the close of each episode, like just hits you with another, what the fuck? And I really, I really enjoy that. <laughs> I really enjoy that. Let's but, see. Like, it looks like it's a level. Netflix show. It is a Netflix show. Huh? It's really good. I mean, also... all right. It sounds like a weird premise. Go ahead. Sorry. There's, um, there's also this show called um, Love, Death, and Robots that I think you should check Ooh, out. I've heard about that. Yeah, it's like each one, each one is a different, it's a different story. Like each episode is a different story. And um, so I can't even like give you a premise. Most of them are like animated, different animation things. Um, but they're different fucking styles great. Or... Definitely different styles of animation um different contexts different different storylines it, it had one has absolutely nothing to do with the next one but it's it's fucking great i really enjoy it i really enjoy it 
Some of them are darker. Some of them are, you know, gory. Some of them are funny. Some of them are happy. Like, it's just, it's, it's, I really like it. I think it's a really good play on, on the TV show. I actually do remember our friend, uh, Fabian Harris, author, you know, author Fabian Harris, telling me about that when it first came out, recommended me, you know, I should watch it, but I have not looked into it at all. The name is very intriguing. It's got my interest. All right. Any other shows you got for us? Not the most. Oh, I also completely fucking binge watched the second season of Umbrella Academy. I also haven't watched any of that. Say what? I'm sorry, it cut out. I have not watched any Umbrella Academy. I, you, uh, watch it. <laughs> it's good. It's good. Yeah. I won't spoil mm, anything yeah. for you. Uh, it's mm. good. It's good. Okay. You recommend it? You, I mean, out of these uh, things you've talked about, Love, Death, Robots, Umbrella Academy, and Dead to Me, which one do you think I'd enjoy the most, personally? Uh, I don't know. That's hard. That's a hard choice because I think you would enjoy all of them. Um, Love, Death, and Robots, I think, would be a good thing for us to like use for the show. Definitely, I think that that would be a good one for that. I think that Dead to Me would probably be an exciting thing for like you and your lady to watch. Um, that way, if she gets tired of me, she can plan to have someone mow me down to the car and move in with them. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> That's exactly why. I'm trying to help Taylor out, okay? Joke's <laughs> on her. My life insurance is going to my dog. Ha ha. Ha ha. Oh, shit. Um, and I mean, the Umbrella Academy is really fucking good. I like it. Uh, I would probably start with start with Love, Death, and Robots. Just because, simply because you've had two people suggest it to you now. So I feel like, you know, you, you probably should watch it. Okay, I'll check out a couple episodes tonight. Um, at the time we're recording this, just so everyone's aware, it's like the middle of August and this isn't dropping until probably early to mid-September, I think. So it's going to be a little bit between now and then. All right, so you want to get around to what I was watching? Yes, yes, go ahead. So I've been doing a movie a day for uh, three days now, and you know, sometimes you miss one, but you try to obviously just watch a movie a day, something new, something I usually own but I haven't actually seen yet. So yeah. I started out with the original Predator, which, as you might imagine, is a pretty good 80s action movie. I mean, it's so over the top, do a great job of establishing like Arnold Schwarzenegger, his whole badass unit of people. And I mean, it's what you expect. It's like 80 machismo, predators skinning its victims. It's really a great like movie just to have on in the background. I yeah. mean, I had a great time watching it. Have you ever seen the original Predator? Mm-mm. I've seen Predator, but not the original, not the original one. I think it's great just to have as like a background noise or something you might appreciate just casual viewing. Now, mm -hmm. there's a... Uh, Two more I want to talk about, and one of them in particular, but I'm going to be quick with uh, this next one. I also watched the original Universal Monsters Frankenstein from 1930, I believe it was. And, I mean, it holds up. 70 minutes runtime. It's a good movie. You feel bad for Frankenstein, too, because, I mean, he yeah. didn't want to be created. It's a sympathetic monster. Yeah. Just I... sad, and there's, yeah, spoiler alert for a movie that's almost 100 years old, but there is a point where he, uh straight up yeets a little girl into the river I mean, <laughs> that's pretty bad but i'm sorry <laughs> i watched we watched that in like my high school literature class i believe do you do you remember the part i'm talking about the little girl yes i do believe i remember that i think that's why yeah they're just throwing stuff in the river 
And he picks her up, and he just like, huh, and throws her in the river. And all I could think of in my head was, yeet. <laughs> Don't need this. Huh. This is useless. You useless child. All right. Um, great movie. I never read the book. I own it. I just couldn't get into it. Now, let's get on to something that I think you're going to enjoy a lot more. <clears throat> Okay, so are you familiar with the Cabin Fever movies? No. Okay, so the original Cabin Fever came out in 2002, and it stars uh, the guy that played Sean on Boy Meets World. I can't remember his name right now off the top of my head. Uh But, you know, great movie. Eli Roth, uh, his directorial debut. It's a classic, really just... I I mean, come on, it's the original Cabin Fever, great horror movie. So then... They did Cabin Fever 2 and Cabin Fever Patient Zero. Now, I watched Cabin Fever Patient Zero, which is a prequel to the original um, movie. And I've made it very clear on here that I don't want to critique or be rude about anyone else's work. Because, you know, (laughs) she's not the type of person I am. So, I have some notes. Um... <clears throat> All right, so, Kiani, I'm going to read off what I wrote down to you, and you can react how you please. Does this sound good? <laughs> yes, it sounds great. Okay, so I wrote down Cabin Fever, Patient Zero, Logline, Look How Bro We Are. Look how... Now, there's two, <laughs> <laughs> there's two groups that you follow, uh, more or less. There's the Patient Zero, Mr. Porter, who is being tested on, and he's asymptomatic, and, you know, he has the disease. And then the other group, which is what I really cannot stress enough, is like the least likable people I've ever seen in a movie, I think, that is like supposed to be a group of protagonists. So it's a bunch of like really fr- like three fratty kind of bro-ish guys, one of them more so like a meathead type. He is the younger brother of the main character who is engaged, and this is his bachelor party, okay? As soon as so you said, out- as soon as you said like the group of people that you would, like, you couldn't stand the most, like, the least liked group of people, I immediately, the first thing that popped in my head was, like, are they frat douchebags? Is that, is that what they are? And that is exactly Oh, boy, are they? (laughs) I was like, it's always the frat douchebags, and I'm like, I want to punch them in the fucking mouth. All right, so look, I, again, would like to stress, I am not here to critique the movie i am just pointing out things that i have written down that take place in the movie (laughs) so you have these three well-to-do uh guys going on a boat one of them getting engaged to you know that guy the fiance he's an all right guy yeah and then his younger brother also brings his girlfriend who's i guess like a friend of the group as well and the fiance slash older brother had a crush on her for a long time. Because, you know, you need that tension, of course, in a horror movie. Of course, you have to have sexual tension in a horror movie. Oh, yeah. Uncomfortable sexual so tension. So they're on the boat. And they're getting the fiance's gag gifts. And amongst them um, is a just giant dildo. Uh, if you want to guess to the appearance of it, I'd like to hear that. Wait for Guess what guy. a gag dildo gift looks like. Yeah, yeah, they got him a... They got him a gag gift for a dildo. Just guess what it looked like. Was it like fucking huge and suction cupped? I imagine that it would suction cup yep. something. Was it? Was it veins and balls? I, I would say I guarantee it was veiny. Veiny as fuck and big and floppy. Like like looking like oh yeah. the f- forearm of a 
I don't know, a teenage boy. It was like the size of a toddler. Jesus Christ. It was <laughs> It was such an over-the-top gag gift. It was the size of a toddler. I think if you laid, like, I assume it's illegal to lay that big of a sex toy down around any child, but like, I imagine for size comparison... It's about the size of a child, I imagine. Like, what What would you even do with that? Like, I would be annoyed if someone, like, I mean, yes, gag gifts, cool, but, like, at least we get, get me what I can use. The fuck? Like, what am I supposed to do? Suction yeah, cup that to the, the wall and use it as a fucking coat rack? I don't <laughs> understand. It's your mother's favorite coat rack. <laughs> oh, shit. All right. So they do that. And then right after getting him the gag gift... Uh, his younger brother and the other friend proceed to try to peer pressure him into taking shrooms. Because I should remind you, or tell you for the first time, because I don't think I brought it up, they are on a very nice boat going to a private island that I am fairly certain the rich fiance, the guy who's getting married, his bride-to-be's family paid for all of it. So nice, expensive boat. They're trying to force him to do shrooms. He doesn't want to. They're being real shitty about it. So then he goes into the cabin of the boat to try to get to be left alone. The girlfriend of his younger brother goes in there and then proceeds to try to seduce him even further just to prove that this is a movie of awful people doing awful things. That's horrible. Like, as soon as she went in there, I'm like, wait, is she going to try to seduce him? And I swear to God, right away, she just like, oh, he's fun, but you're not serious. I'm like, all right, Jesus, really? Really? You're just trying to make me hate everyone else on this fucking boat before we even get to the island? First of all, you don't even, like, it's if it's supposed to be, like, a fucking bachelor party, like, why the fuck is she there, bitch? Why are you there? Are you the stripper? No? Okay. Well, obviously you are. Um, but the fuck? Like, why is she She's something. There? She shouldn't even be there. But, but, and then shrooms, let's touch on the shrooms thing, because you, things like that, you do in a comfortable environment around people that you know, in spaces that you are remotely familiar with, you don't, you, I mean, maybe other people just want to go for a wild ass ride, but no, 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 that, that's a safe space kind of drug. <laughs> I would assume it's not a good idea to take shrooms on a deserted private island where nobody else is around i think that'd be terrifying no no i feel like i would have a horrible trip that would be the 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 trip would be awful like i mean i had a hard time being at like my local carnival (laughs) on shrooms okay (laughs) like there was multiple times i was like okay guys i gotta go (laughs) i'm having a bad trip i gotta this is this is fucking with my vibe i gotta move along now i made a mistake I made a mistake. That clown is honestly the nicest thing about being here, and that's super fucked up. No, no, the clown was fucked up. That's actually one of the things that made me get up and walk away, is this guy, like, had his face painted like a clown. And I was like, nope, motherfucker, not today. (laughs) I can't do this. But this this glitter over here on your shirt is just blowing my fucking mind. Oh, fuck. So shrooms on a deserted island. All right, he refused that. Uh, They also have a ton of weed, though. Don't worry. Just, like... For one night, the one night they're out there, an enormous amount of weed. Okay. So they're going to the island. And the I will say this. The gore effects are amazing, though. Like, they did a great job with that. I like and that. I stopped taking notes after these next two points because I didn't want to spoil any of the movie. This is all just, you know, act one setting up stuff. Mm-hmm. So when they do get the uh, deadly flesh-eating virus, they at first blame it on the weed. They're like, oh, well, it must be the weed. It's probably the strain or something. 
Oh boy. No. What the fuck? Um, some sort of no, some sort of like flesh eating makes... virus disease weed. No, I know that weed makes you paranoid, but come the fuck on. I would never just automatically assume it's the weed. You're clearly new at this. <laughs> All of you are uh, clearly new at this. <laughs> I don't know what screenwriter was doing. He was like, eh, fuck it, they're 20-year-olds. They don't know any better. Uh, they're going to think the weed is what's causing their flesh to fall off. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, that's good. That's good. I Put mean, it in there. Maybe if I was 20, I would assume. I would think that I was, I would probably think it wasn't real. Like, if I had taken shrooms, I would think it wasn't real and that it was part of my trip. That's what I would think. I'd be like, I'm just tripping uh, balls right now, and this isn't realistic. I just could not. Or maybe the water could not resist break. writing that down. <laughs> it's the weed. I was like, oh, it must be the weed. <laughs> oh, that's what it is. All right, yeah, it's we're on this deserted private island, but it must be the fucking weed. All right, <laughs> all right. Anyways, I have one last point, and this was a line of dialogue right before that scene that I had to say for last. Because this was the entire reason why I wanted to talk to you about this movie. This beautiful line of dialogue that was delivered right before the little brother goes into the tent to check on his girlfriend. Gotta make sure I have a clear voice for this. Sorry, it's a very important line of dialogue. This is after they were swimming in the ocean. I hope she's all cleaned up. Daddy don't like no salty coochie. Ew. (laughs) Ew. Bro. First of all. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he announces loudly to, around the fire where his older brother and his friend are right before going into the tent. I hope she cleaned up because daddy don't like no salty cooch. First of all, what the fuck? Uh, 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 I just, ew. Bro douchebags are the worst kind of douchebags. Like fucking college frat chode ass motherfuckers. Like y'all, ew. Just ew. Yeah, I don't. I know they're going for a particular vibe, but like in the first Cabin Fever movie, there's one character that you don't like. In this Cabin Fever movie, there's one character that you like. Well, maybe they were just trying to do like a flip it kind of situation because, I mean, obviously, like all of these people were fucking tools except for maybe one. So, you know, I I don't know. (sighs) Daddy Daddy don't like no stuff. Yeah, I. Yeah, I I want that on a shirt or a beer mug or something. <laughs> Maybe a coffee mug. Daddy don't like no salty cooch. Daddy don't like no salty cooch. <laughs> oh, That's going to become the new uh, slogan for the podcast, everyone. Get ready. Daddy don't like no salty cooch. 2020. <laughs> 2020. Oh, fuck. I could probably make you one. I've got my fucking, you know, a little drop shipping shit. That's true. I could put in an order. You could. Daddy don't All right. I believe. <laughs> oh, that is all of my notes for Cabin Fever Patient Zero. Um. All right. Do you have anything before we cut to our uh, commercial break? No, I do not. All right. And before we go, I would just like to say this podcast is not brought to you by Tangled Roots Brewery, but it should be. Tangled Roots Brewery. Holy shit, that's delicious. Do you guys hear me? Tangled Roots. I am telling you right now, send me beer. I miss it. This is Lieutenant John Walker of the Human Resistance. If you're hearing this, friend, then you're one of us. Meet at 1392 Willow Creek Road and... Oh no, they've reached the compound. We gotta get out of... 
all humans must turn themselves in to the nearest processing facility or face further, more severe consequences. And we're back. All right. So before we talk about the big news or the main topic today, which is Descender, uh, real quick, Kiani, I know this is going to be old by the time we get around to it, but there's a real-life Gundam that they can move. I know. It walks. Listen, listen. All my fucking childhood Power Ranger dreams have fucking come true. And I, yeah, that's like, that's definitely something I want to see in my fucking lifetime. We... We are so close to, like, a kaiju Pacific Rim thing. I mean, it started in August 2020, Pacific Rim, the movie did. So, I'm pretty... It's fucking cool. It's a walking Gundam. I mean, I don't need to say anything more than that. We have a Gundam that we can control. Like, we don't as Americans, but it's a thing, guys. It's possible. It's a thing. Fucking cool. Come on, it's a Gundam. It's a thing that exists. We have giant robots. That is awesome. That is just so fucking cool. I, I don't have any other thing to talk about other than I just love it. It's so fucking fun. Yeah. Like, I don't have, we don't have any details just, or anything like that, but it's still, it's just, it's fucking dope. It's dope. And like it's I said. It's a 60 foot tall Gundam they made in Japan, I believe it was a statue that's fully functional, like they can move, and they also made it flip, like, a crowd off, I believe, as one of the first things. So yeah, that's it. That's, that's all you need to know. Go that, look it up. It's awesome. <laughs> that's, that just told me everything I need to know about the people who made it. They're like, you know what we're going to do? You know what we're going to do with this giant robot? The first thing we're going to do, we're going to flip a bunch of people off. <laughs> I like you. <laughs> what are you going to do? It's a giant Gundam. It's, it's basically Liberty Prime in real life. What are you going to do? Fucking throw a rock at it? It doesn't give a shit. This is fucking great. I want to see this at some point oh. in my fucking lifetime. Like, I want to go see it. And I'm going to wear a fucking Yellow Ranger suit to go do it. That's going to happen. <laughs> You're just doing a whole, like, cross-franchise thing, Keanu, but I'm going to let it go. It's fine. It's fine. I don't, I don't care. I don't they care. did have giant robots and Power Rangers. Yeah, then when they all... So cool. when, I know, but, like, I, okay, it just makes me think of, like, when I saw it, I immediately thought of, like, how, like, their little things would, like, all connect and then they'd be, like, the giant fucking robot you know like one ranger was the head and then the other ranger was the arm and yeah so just let me have my moment okay <sighs> i know i know i'm happy i'm happy i'm thrilled it's some good news coming out of this fucking year it's something fun we've done with technology i'm just glad all right Yay, something I, good I don't for like to talk about <laughs> i don't like to talk about real life stuff because holy hell is it depressing but man we have a gundam it's depressing we have a fucking gundam all right so anyways the main topic of today is Descender, Volume 1 Descender. from Image Comics. Driller is a killer. Driller is a real killer. I freaking love Driller. It's, volume 1 is called Ten Stars, uh, for anyone who wants to know. It's by Jeff Lemire. Lemire? Lemire? It's Lemire. And Dustin, name I cannot fucking pronounce. Negu- yeah, I thought Neguin? about that. I can't pronounce it. Neguin? 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 Naguin? Naguin? I don't know. Look, all right. Okay. Exactly. And as the article I sent you just before we actually got started, yes. there's actually uh, NBC Universal Lark apparently nabbed the rights to a TV show based on these comics, Descender and Descender, respectfully. I'm very excited. 32 about that. issues, by the way, of Descender. Well, this is very relevant. They are not very relevant, very recent. This, this, this. Yeah, this was announced in June, actually. Oh, okay. So we just missed it. We didn't see anything for it. Well, I mean, we kind of um, just got I, started on these comics. So, I mean, in our defense. 
That's true. That is true. Um, before we actually talk about too much of the comics, though, uh, really excited for that TV show. I can't wait to see like live action Tim Twenty One and Driller. Yes. Who is my favorite character in Volume One? Because Driller is a killer. Driller is a real killer. I would have to say Driller is my favorite character as well. All right. So we talked about this briefly on your last episode. Uh, did you want to go into a quick synopsis again, or would you rather I just give them like be- some quick notes on it? I feel like you're kind of better with that, so I'm gonna let you because all I was about to do was read the back of the fucking comic. So, um, yeah, you're probably all right. I'll try to be. Uh, I'll try to be quick because I feel like you know it's pretty, pretty easy to get what's going on with it. So. It starts with Dr. Kwan, the modern-day father of robotics, waking up to an emergency alert. And the harvesters, these giant robots that uh, they can't explain, come from out of nowhere and attack the nine main planets of the, I believe it's inner UGC, something like that. Yeah. Universal Galactic Council. Yeah. And they basically uh, just devastate the defenses. And what that results in, ultimately, once the robots, the harvesters, decide to leave, is a robot culling in which the people of all the systems go around and start systematically killing off their robots and companions. And that is just how the book starts. The main character and protagonist is Tim21, a friendship unit robot, for lack of a better term, who wakes up roughly 10 years, I believe, after the fact on his mining planet completely alone. And that's where uh, we start off. So if it's not obvious for the rest of the episode, we're probably going to be going into a lot of spoilers for the entire first volume. So, Keani, let's talk about it. Uh, Man, what are your thoughts on this just cool comic book that I'm really glad you recommended? I, you know, I really enjoy it. I feel like one of the things, and this is kind of always the thing for me that grabs my attention is the artwork, obviously. Well, not obviously, but like for me, it's it's obvious because artwork is my thing. So Because I, if people aren't aware, Keani is an artist. Go yes, on. you know, I am. Um, so I really feel like it grabbed my attention and I really liked how, not that things aren't clean, I don't want to say that, but everything has this like rough sketched quality to it like the edges like not everything's like sharp sharp lines it just it's just i don't know it's and then it also has this in particular when they're in their ship or like the cockpit and the shuttle yeah and it looks like it's just them in color and then it's the white background like it was just the uh Mm -hmm. beginning parts of the sketch and then it's also got a very um like watercolor feel to it like it looks as if it's been painted with watercolor and that's how they created the work which i mean who knows maybe they did um um but yeah so i very much like that and then i also liked that it was very like kind of i really like things that have like a post-apocalyptic feel to them and and i feel like this kind of has that feel to it especially because they're like no more robots robots are being hunted down And, you know, he's, like, supposed to be the last one. I mean, obviously, he's not the last, last one. But, um, yeah, I just, I like it. I like it. I like that they're on the run. I like that they're they're trying to solve this this, uh, mystery, I guess. Trying to, yeah, they're trying to figure out essentially where the harvesters are coming from, who they are, and if they're going to come again, I believe mm-hmm. is a big part of it. Yeah, and because the, Tim 21 holds the secrets to that in his codex. 
Yes, because they found they found like a match. <clears throat> they found like a match with the Harvester's Codex in in the Tim 21's Codex, which so that's why they're out looking for this 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 model of robot so that hopefully it can shed some light on where the fuck these harvesters came from because I basically the entire like galactic realm whatever the fuck you want to call them the UGC has been living in fear that these fuckers are going to come back and that's part of why they did like understandably robot holocaust with every robot that existed which is kind of uh, fun. I except really- driller driller driller's, driller's a, real- a killer driller's a real killer Driller's a badass. He's a little simple, but you know, he's he's a fucking badass. You know who isn't a badass? Dr. Quan, you fuck. Dude, bro, he's such a fucking pussbag. Like, he's such a pussbag. Like, had he just admitted in the beginning, like, from Jump, that he had stolen all of this shit, like, like how he had actually came across the fucking, um, the... Uh, the, the I guess the information to he build came, the robots. He basically, yeah, you go ahead and spoil it. He came across like an initial robot that he and his then mentor uh, basically uses like a blueprint for how to design these robots, which is yeah. why they all share, you know, something with the harvesters. But what's crazy about it is they, he didn't create shit. Yeah, he didn't create a goddamn thing. And so I feel like he wouldn't have even been in the predicament that he was in if he just fucking owned up to that shit. And I feel like people could have found more of a solution if they had been which i mean but i mean i guess you wouldn't have had a story had you done that i mean i'm not i'm not knocking the storyline i fucking love it like i i really love it um and and i really like that the that the original robot that they found was in a um archaeological dig like that it that it was that it was on a planet in areas that were just like hella fucking old in comparison to to where they were now. So they thought that no technology like that existed at all in that fucking time frame. So for them to go in there and find a very human-like robot was was insane. And so now I'm just like really intrigued as to how the fuck it got there, um, what the fuck it is, like all the connections and stuff that they're What, are you talking up. about Tim21? Really... No, I'm talking about... Oh, I was like, hold on. No, I'm talking about the robot that they found, like the the what Doctor Quan and that and his mentor found. Oh, right, right. Sorry, sorry, I got okay. sidetracked there. Yeah, no, I agree. Like, I think that I, I like I said, I'm just really excited to see how it all plays out and, and you know the follow through on these connections. And then obviously, it's not going to be easy to get all these answers because they're essentially being headhunted everywhere they fucking go. So it's going to be a constant on the run kind of thing. At least I'm assuming. Um, which I'm very excited for. And this for. book like is like, like that. This book is rich with different factions too. I mean, you have yeah. the scrappers, you have the council, you have different territories. It looks like a yeah. lot of people going after robots for different reasons. Tim Twenty One has a fucking small like Kamehameha blast that goes out of his palm, like a straight up fucking OP character. It's it's really a great book, guys. I can't recommend it enough. I'm having a great time reading it. And there's how many, did you ever find out how many there were in Descender? How many volumes? I believe there are 32 graphic novels in total. I don't know how many volumes there are, but if I had, I, you know what, I'll do a quick check. Uh, 32. If you just want to for a moment. Yeah, 32 issues, right? 
and then that yeah 32 issues so you break that up yeah and then there's also like after they they've done like a uh like a another comic based after this series of comics um which is called ascender which i believe is by the exact same people yeah, by the exact same people. Yeah, essentially it's um, exactly what we're going to talk about after we get done with uh, these line of comics. Yeah, yeah, I definitely want to move to those after this is done. And I don't know, I feel like I always enjoy things that are based in space just because the imagination, you know, the the ability to literally create fucking anything, anything and everything, like because it's not... I, I don't know. It's just... Just the ability to not be, like, restrained by reality and the things yeah. we actually are to. Yeah. You need to be a little more creative, kind of like with fantasy. You're like, yeah, magic, because fuck it. Why not? Be- exactly, exactly. Like, you can literally just create whatever the fuck you want. What It's limitless. Check out this awesome ship, guys. It can fly through space at any time I want it to. Now, obviously, for story reasons, you want it to make sense. And it looks yeah. like they have six volumes of Descender. Nice. Now, personally... So, like, six volumes of Descender, and I think six more of Ascender. Nice. Personally, I like volumes. You can obviously buy things in the issues, but I personally like volumes because I feel like issues are literally a hot three seconds of reading, which I know I've brought that up before. But what is cool about the different issues, I do like the fact that um, they've, you know, the different cover artwork and stuff like that. So, I think that that's pretty dope. And this is Image Comics, by Speaking. the way. Speaking... I don't know. If oh, Image Comics, actually. Speaking of pretty fucking dope, uh, Image Comics, Do you kn- are you aware of how their submission process goes? Because I think you might no. actually be interested in it. No, that. I probably would be very interested in it. They are very focused on the creators. If I remember correctly, because I've looked into it before, they actually just focus on taking a pers- like a flat rate out of uh, what your comic makes. Because, you know, they got to make a certain amount back and all that. But mostly, most of the money goes towards the actual creator. So it's published by Image Comics, which is uh, more of like a creator-friendly... Because uh, I look on their website here, and I sent you a link in the chat if you want to skim it. But basically, they let you retain all the rights to whatever it is you publish through them. And they just take a small fee for the actual like publishing costs and all that. And uh, give the rest to you and let you divide it amongst you and your team. So they don't take a percentage, which is unusual, I believe, for the comic book industry. That's They are awesome. very creator-friendly. And like I said, they accept open submissions from artists and writers and all that. So, I mean, hey guys, if you feel like trying it out, Image Comics is willing to listen, apparently. Definitely. Anyone interested in making some comics? Um, Image Comics if, looks like if it's I'm not way mistaken, to go. They've also published a lot of the other ones I've read, like Kill or Be Killed, and I believe Realm is another one they've done. But Image Comics is, yeah, they're very creator-friendly. I'm definitely going to be going to them for more of their stuff. I haven't, you know, read that many comics, but the ones that I have read have all been Image. And I really feel like it's, I'm continually drawn to, to the artwork on these and i know that may sound stupid but a lot of times you know say don't judge a book by its cover but i can't <laughs> i can't help it a lot of times it I'll is a comic book and i'll flip through and graphic like, novels inherently yeah i'm just like i love this imagery like this is so well done and unique and different and i just i don't know i think i pick based on that because i pull inspiration from things so you know 
No, I agree. Image Comics, the art styles. But that's probably like a big reason why is that each creator gets to maintain the rights and it's very like hands off, it seems like. Yeah. I mean, I assume they have notes and things they, you know, want you to change for their comic, obviously, for more marketability. They're the experts, whatever. But mm -hmm. I would imagine they're very hands off in like the style and how you do it because if they accept your submission, that's what they're looking for. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I'm, I, I think that's why all of them look unique. I think that that's a good play for them too, because I feel like when you allow an artist creative freedom, they make some of their best work. Like I, like anytime that I've had to say, create a commissioned piece for someone, I have struggled with completion. I mean, I get them done. Don't get me wrong, but I feel like it being in this strict box I feel like I have a harder time allowing my creativity to flow because you want this set you have these set ideals for what you want it to look like and you're the customer so obviously I understand and I'm gonna do it however the fuck you want it um but I do feel that when people give me the creative freedom to if they just give me an idea and then give me the creative freedom to 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 do it how I feel then I feel like I do some of my best work and it, and it turns out the best and people are generally happier actually with, with my work, but I don't think people, people who aren't artists, I don't think that they realize that, that when you put an artist, like when you limit them, it, it, I don't know, they do better when you don't fucking limit right. them. I think freedom. what you're like what you're getting at is basically, especially if you're gonna hire a particular artist because of the way they do things, you should have some trust that from the artistic side they know what they're doing. Exactly. And things like if, like with TV with a producer, like you need to be a little more hands off, which is why creator owned things tend to do better. I believe, like uh, I don't know, Robert Rodriguez for example has his own TV network. Uh, El Rey Network, and I love all the content he puts out. It's creator owned. He's just one example, just like that, you know, hands-off, free style. Mm -hmm. uh, that's one more appealing thing about indie film, too, is that you just don't have as many people, like, that would be telling you what to do. Mm -hmm. But don't get me wrong. I will I will fucking sell out and work on any big production, guys. Don't don't mind me. I'll fucking listen to your orders. Um, you want to make my movie? That's fine. That's just a term of agreement. I'm sorry. I mean, I, I'm sorry. I got distracted reading the image comics thing. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm over here like trying to riff and I'm like, oh, so it's just dead silence. I don't really have No, I didn't mean of. I didn't mean to do that because this thing's been sitting in front of me and I'm like, don't start reading it, bitch, because you're gonna completely lose track of where the fuck you're at in this podcast, and that's exactly what the fuck happened. So I'm just gonna close that right now. Um, because you know, I'm trying to make some shit, and so I'm like, oh, so what do they require? What do you need? What do you need for these ideas and, and stuff like that? Because you know what, bitch got some ideas. I've been working. Matt, exactly. And it's Image Comics. I mean, I believe that's who Robert Kirkman even goes through for his Walking Dead uh, yeah. comic books, if you're not familiar with him by name or did go through, I suppose. But that's why he's made much, like, by far more money off of the actual print comic books mm -hmm. than he made off of the TV show, which to me is insane to think about. Did he make... Did his sales on the comic books go up after the TV show, though? Or were, was it already... I'm sure like, they did. Or was it already fucking amazing before the TV show? I, I have no doubt, like, the TV show helped him skyrocket in the comic book sales. But, I I mean, I still imagine they were doing really well beforehand. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. I also read a few of the Walking Dead books. And, you know, not bad. Not bad. 
Yeah, I read it the first, like, two. We're not here to talk about Walking Dead, you know that? We're here to talk about Descender, and I believe we did. So, just like the comic books, I'm going to descend my way out of this podcast. Keanu, where can they follow you? Um, You can follow me at Abundant Studio on Instagram. I also have TikTok, if anybody's on there, and that's pretty much it. Yeah, and you should check out the website. It is AbundantStudio.com. And, you know, I got lots of shit there. Prints, coffee mugs. Uh, If you want some custom work, your girl got you. So uh, just hit me up. And you guys know where to find me at all the usual places. Cody has coffee on Twitter, Instagram, and Robots Don't Age. Also on Twitter, guys. Come on. Pop in, send us some messages, see what's going on. All right. Well, thanks for listening. Uh, Kiani, any final words? Um, I appreciate it, guys. Thanks for uh, tagging along. And also, your boss is fucking, you can do anything. So uh, if you've got some ideas or you've got some goals or, you know, maybe you want to make a fucking comic, obviously you should hit up Image Comics or anything else that you want to do. Go for it. All right. And on that note, I will talk to you guys. Uh, fuck, fuck, fuck it. Thanks for listening, guys. <laughs> Thanks, Thanks for listening. Bye. Thanks. Bye. <laughs>